Hi and welcome to Be More Super the podcast. I'm Brian, your host, and I just wanted to welcome you back uh, for our return, returning listeners. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. We've had a great year and a half, two years since we started the podcast, and we've had some amazing guests. And these guests keep on coming, and this interview will definitely, definitely blow your socks off. And I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsors, which are Prop Store. Prop Store are based in LA and in London um, and they deal with props and costumes from your favourite movies and TV shows. So check out their website, propstore.com. They do auctions throughout the year and they've got everything from every single TV and film that that you can ever think of. So check them out. Also, please, if you love this interview, check out our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is easy to find. Just put in Be More Super, the podcast, in the YouTube search. Give us a subscribe and enjoy the video version of this interview. So sit back, relax, get your popcorn ready and enjoy this week's episode. And remember, keep safe and stay super. Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we're back with a vengeance. And I've got to say, this guest is amazing. Coming up this month, we've got a premiere of season three of Stargirl. And we've got Stargirl herself, Breck Basinger. Breck, welcome to the show, my love. Thank you, Brian. I'm fi- I'm happy we're finally getting to do this. Yes, yes. And, and do you know what? I mean, the past two years, I've got to say, it's been quite challenging for a lot of the globe to be honest um you know we've got every we, we've got one thing in common and um you know i wanted to find out you know how have you kept positive and moving forwards over the last two years during this pandemic uh because it's been a challenging time yeah it, it definitely has been i'm an annoying optimist though <laughs> so it, it's just i i literally my point whether it's being like the devil's advocate or finding like the gold in the pile of dirt that is me i can't help it um so throughout the pandemic i definitely just tried to like focus on the positive that it was bringing while there was a lot of like negative and burdens that obviously it brought um i was able to spend more time at home and spend more time to relax and focus on myself and focus on my health and hang out with my boyfriend and i've gotten to move back home to texas which I feel like had the pandemic not happened, things wouldn't have gone so virtual and I wouldn't be able to pursue my acting career from the middle of America. So as many obstacles as it has brought, I, I have to focus on the, the wonderful things it has brought too. And it's definitely brought out positives as well because it's definitely divided the really nice, kind people with the the other side and and i've got to say texas what a wonderful place i've been to texas i've been to dallas fort worth yeah. um yeah i've been to a ro- rodeo beautiful beautiful scenery country fantastic it really really is so are you are you there currently or are you on to pastures new busyness and uh, because yeah, no. i 
Yeah, go on. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, because your IMDB is like literally exploding with with projects. And I don't know if you can talk about them before we talk about Stargirl, because Mm. you're working with uh, Eric Roberts, um, many others. I mean, can can you speak about any projects that you're working on? Yeah, well, I did. I I'm, was born and raised in Fort Worth and migrated back. I'd been living in LA for six years, but LA is really expensive. And I now don't have to live there to do auditions. So I definitely took advantage of it, came back home. I'm close to my family. That being said, I got my home a little over a year ago and I have been anywhere but my house, it feels like. Um, whether it's been filming, I have a movie coming out called Man in the White Van. Uh, I got to work with Sean Astin and Ali Carter. and It was such a wonderful experience. And then filmed season three of Stargirl, which is, which is coming out in a month. And since I've wrapped on Stargirl, I've kind of been all over the place, finally getting to do conventions. You know, when, when you mm. get cast as a, as a superhero, they're like, you're going to get to go to these cons and meet all like thousands of people. And Clearly, the first two seasons of Stargirl, I did not get to do that for very obvious reasons. But these past couple of months, I think I've been to four conventions now. And it has been the most validating, fun thing I I might have ever been able to do. Um, So I'm kind of addicted to it. I just want to keep meeting people that like like the show that I work so hard on um, because it's so, so validating and fulfilling. And I've got to say, one of your most recent conventions, I was watching a, a panel and you do a very good English accent. You came on and you did an English, English accent. And I was like, what? This is quite good. Thank you. Um, No, I, I, I do this thing. Actually, it's really bad. I copy people's accents unintentionally and it's fine in some circumstances. But then when I'm like places you it's not okay and people i'm like no 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 I'm, i just really find your accent beautiful <laughs> I, I do voiceover as well so i think it's from that we're like i'll hear something and I, I try to replicate it to kind of put it in my my tool belt for voiceover work um so thank you that's a that's a big compliment <laughs> and and of course on the show you've got jonathan cake who um, has got the most amazing voice and ma- amazing accent? He really has. He's going to give all these Americans the impression that as Eng- English people all speak as posh as he does. And he does. That's like, I don't even think he accentuates it for the shade. That is like literally just Jonathan Cape. Mm, he's awesome. He's one of my favorite, favorite characters. But let's talk about season three because it comes out on the 31st of August. And I've got to say, it seems a lifetime since season two. And I cannot wait. I really can't because it was left in such a way that, you know, you've got new neighbors and uh, you've got Starman. And it just seems just it's just unbelievable. I cannot wait to watch it. And what I wanted to know was when signing on to be Stargirl at the beginning, did you realize how much of an impact this show would be to the DC universe? I I don't. I wasn't too familiar with just like the the Arrowverse as a whole. I'd watched a little bit of Flash and a little bit of Arrow, but I, I didn't realize how big the universe was and quite the fandom that it was and what I was getting into. But I feel I feel so fortunate to have Jeff Johns, our showrunner, creator of Star Girl, has been in the DC comic book world forever. 
like literally by my side throughout this because he has kind of prepared me for everything, the worst and the best. Um, it's definitely exceeded my expectations and it, it has cool, it has been cool to see like say Superman and Lois now how, I mean, Stargirl was one of the first ones that kind of had a, a season long arc versus like a villain per episode thing. And Superman and Lois has kind of like followed our, our suit, like followed what we've done. So that's kind of been a, a compliment. I've taken it as a compliment. But, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and were you a comic book fan before, you know, donning the staff and the outfit? Uh, I mean, I definitely watched, I, to, to be honest, I watched all the Marvel films loved them like i said i had dabbled in some of the arrowverse shows but i had never picked up and read like a proper comic book i mean i grew up reading like the sunday comics in my grandma's newspaper that was <laughs> always really exciting for me but no never full-on comic book reader uh but as soon as i got cast as star girl it was so funny i was i was going on a three or four day vacation i actually had to push the vacation to do the the final audition for Stargirl. And when I got back from my trip, my mom had scoured every comic book store in Los Angeles to, to find every Stargirl comic book she, she could. So immediately after getting cast, I like dove into the Stargirl comics. And who was the first person that you told when you got the role? So I was actually in at the airport with my mom. She was dropping me off. And I got a call from an unknown number, but my agents had texted me like, if you get a call from an unknown number, just answer it. And it was Jeff. He goes, hi, this is Jeff. Just wanted to let you know before you went on your trip that you're our star girl. And immediately I just like broke down crying because I, I refuse to let myself get excited for roles until it's I've, I've booked it because that's something I tend to do and it breaks my heart every time. So I feel like I'd finally learned and when Stargirl happened, um, but my mom, she was sitting next to me and she, I think she started crying too because she was so excited. I mean, obviously after that excitement, were you scared at all? Because it's quite a big role. It's quite a big thing to take on being the lead of a new superhero show, you know, in the DC un un universe. I mean, did you get nervous? Uh, of course, I definitely felt pressure not only because of like leading a show and I'm, I'm the youngest on the cast but also the the fandom is very passionate in particular and I love that about them but there's like this pressure to be what they expect this this comic book character to be so I definitely felt that but one thing I felt so lucky to have the creator of Stargirl next to me because anytime I had a question he was like well I created her so I get to say what's right they don't and I'm like that's that's fair <laughs> That is that is perfect because you know don't get me wrong the fans are very enthusiastic and opinionated yeah. and and you know good for them because without them there won't be shows like this but again do you know what I mean it's sort of like I watch things and enjoy it for the production value and and everything do you know do you know what I mean and even if it doesn't match the comic book I you know I don't lose sleep over it I enjoy what I see on the screen i really do um so what do you think makes stargirl you know so well received globally in your opinion i think for me what my opinion would be is that the wide demographic of people that can enjoy it uh my 90 year old grandma loves it but then i went to a convention there was six seven year old little boys and girls who also love stargirl and then there's the 
50-year-old comic book guy who also loves Stargirl. So I feel like it is such a wide demographic that can relate to one of the characters or one of the storylines or something going on in our show. Um, so that I, th- I feel like that. And without your NDA exploding and you getting a call from Jeff Johns, what can you tell us about season three and, and what to expect? Because, you know, the trailer just explode, exploded. It's amazing. I know. I was, I was, the first time I saw the trailer was at a convention. Like the, the masses of people were seeing it at the same time we were seeing it. It was so fun. But I actually accidentally gave something up. I thought it had been spoken. And I was in an interview and I was talking about it. And then I see Jeff a week later. He's like, yeah, I was so glad you finally, like, you just opened up about that. Because I wanted people to know that. I was like, wait, I thought it was public knowledge. He's like, no, 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 no. You you were the one who told the public about it. I was, I was screaming on the inside. But he, that's just his personality. Like, he'll find the silver lining and anything. But what, what I had said was uh, that our season three is kind of a murder mystery. So each season have kind of followed a different tone thus far. Season one, he wanted that 80s coming of age, back to the future karate kid vibe. Season two, he wanted that horror, Freddy Krueger, new it vibe. And then season three, he's like, I want to go murder mystery, knives out. And so I'm excited for people to see that because it still, of course, has the light and heart that our show is. But then this new little fun, twangy twist of murder mystery. That sounds amazing. And when the trailer Mm -hmm. dropped, I think a lot of people got excited to see Starman training Stargirl, which um, just is absolutely amazing to see. And I know there's fans out there that are so excited to see what will, you know, come come from that. But going from the training side side of things, you know, you know, what sort of training did you have to do to get Stargirl ready? Because I've got an image here um, just there. (laughs) <laughs> so um i found i found i found that image um you know i can sort of tell what it is and what you're doing but i mean what sort of things did you have to do to to get yourself you know in shape you know did you have to learn fighting skills i mean what sort of things did you have to do to be stargirl yeah so i had in total about a three-week boot camp with our stunt coordinator walter garcia and the majority of the times my stunt double, Christina, and we would split the day up into three parts. We would have a gymnastics section, a combat training section, and a bow staff training section. Um, I was a gymnast growing up. So like after the first couple of days of working on gymnastics, they're like, you're fine. You can do everything we'll want you to do. Um, as for the bow staff, that's where I would say the majority of the, the training took place because I had never worked with a staff in my life and they would hand it to me and I'm five, two on a good day. And this thing's six something. (laughs) Um, so it just, it was like two left feet instantly. And then what you, that photo, that was wire work. So I never gotten to do wire work, but fortunately, like they have allowed me to do quite a bit of things. And specifically in season three, I felt like they trusted me more because I had more experience of the past two seasons and they finally finally let me do some more of my stunts, specifically the wire work stuff. And it, it's always a blast. Uh, makes my stomach drop, makes me feel like a real life superhero simultaneously while like a giant baby that's in one of those jumping things. And and I've got to say, I've got to give a massive shout out to the stunt team because, you know, they make everything look so easy. 
uh, you know, because they're the professionals. Uh, you know, is 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 there any point that you wanted to step in and do some stuff, and you got told off, and you you got told no, you're not allowed to do it? Um, I feel like any time I wasn't able to do stuff, it really was just because of time restraint. Like I didn't have enough um, stunt rehearsals to be able to do it safely. On the opposite side of that, though, there was one stunt that I actually was like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't safe for me to do. Can we have Christina come in? And it's, um, I believe it's season one, a backflip off of strike. Like I said, I, I was a gymnast. I was familiar with flipping backwards and the wires made it safe. And, but we had never done a backflip from so high up. So I get up there at 16 feet and I'm looking down. They're like, okay, flip back. And I'm just looking down and I try it once. But I didn't commit because I was so terrified. So in the middle of it, I like backed out and my arm got hooked in the wire. And then they're like, okay, let's just try it again. And I get up there again and my knees are shaking. And finally, I like, I climbed down the ladder slowly and I called Walter over. I was like, I don't, I don't think I should be doing this. I think I'll hurt myself from not committing. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I appreciate that so much. Christina, get up there. Christina does it perfectly the first time. But it really was just, it was my fear over my skill that got, up, got like made me have to step down. But I was like, it's not worth breaking, breaking my arm and shutting down production. It's not worth it. And they make it all look like it's you 100%. So uh, they do a, won a wonderful job. And talking about, you know, the wonderful job that they do with the special effects, with the stunts, what is it like? Because I know that you work very long hours on, on, on set. So when you see the finished article, what is it like to see everything, you know, on screen? Yeah, I, I do have to say that's one of my favorite parts, specifically with the fight scenes. Because when we're filming on the day, one fight scene can easily take five, six days of filming and 200 camera setups, which that's that's astronomical. To like put it in comparison, one two-person scene might be five setups and you're done. These mm. can take north of 200. And we film it in such tiny pieces. And I, I have to give – I've said his name three times, but I have to give so much credit to Walter because he really is the vision behind them. Um being able to take these 200 different pieces and put them together into a five minute scene where it feels seamless and half the time it's two different people playing the same person. Um, it's one of my favorite parts because I never have any idea of what it's fight, like it's gonna look like. Um, and it always exceeds my ex expectations. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've got, to, I've got to say the effects on the show, I think, are one of the best I've seen and and I know obviously the Arrowverse is coming to an end from from everything breaking on the internet so fingers crossed and touch wood as they say that the Stargirl goes into its own a bit like uh, Superman and Lois and they start a new verse you know what I mean yeah. so fingers crossed because uh, I want more and more se seasons I really do so what's been your favorite memory working on the show to date that's that will always stay w w with you um I don't I was like I could be there I could be very specific um but probably I'm gonna go to season two finale just because I think it encompasses so many special moments that I've had on Stargirl and it's it's the shot where we're all together and we're looking at Eclipso 
and there's Starman and the Shade and Pat and Barbara and Trey. I'm, I'm like mixing character names and real life names, but <laughs> it's all of us. It's the ISA, the JSA, the people who aren't in an A. Um, and I think that it was like two or three in the morning when we were filming that and we were in a small town in Georgia and it was so surreal and Jeff called it his million dollar shot because he was like, the shot probably cost about a million dollars with all you castmates in there. And I think it was just so surreal to be like, this is a show that I'm on. I get to be a part of, I, I get to be a leader on this set. And um, it just felt, I keep using the word surreal, but, but truly I think it kind of encompasses my star girl experience. And how important do you, do you feel it is to have more female leads? you know, female superheroes, because I've got two two small girls. I've got an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. One is called Lois, after Lois Lane. I don't know how oh, I got I away. It. And my four-year-old's called Kara, after Super, Supergirl. Perfect. Um, I need a third, Courtney. <laughs> well, that would be impossible now. But anyway, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, how important do you feel it is you know, to have more fee- female representation in the superhero world. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because people always ask me who my favorite superhero was. And growing up, it was Spider-Man because he was the closest I felt like that I saw on the screen that I could relate to because he was he was young. He was a high schooler. And that's as far as the extent go. I didn't have that young female superhero to look up to. I just at all. So I think having more of that is important, but not only just on screen, off screen as well. Um, I I write and recently I've been looking, I I wrote a film and I'm looking at female directors to direct it. And it's, I look back at all my favorite movies growing up and none of them have been directed by women. And Mm -hmm. it's been such a, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it because recently there have it, there's been so much progress and we've had so many wonderful female directors, but to see in the past that that was not the case. So I just like, I hope we can keep moving in the right direction, not only on screen, but off screen as well. And I think it's wonderful because I, w- I want my girls to grow up with role models and, and, and females on screen, strong fe- yeah. fe- females to empower them. And I think more the uh, the merrier. Um, so talking about obviously responsibility, you have got quite a few followers on is it Instagram? Just a few, yeah. <laughs> you know. Is it one point five million or something like that? Something around that. Yeah, it's just about that. Do you, do you feel that your social media has changed since being on Star Girl? And also, you know, do you feel a level of responsibility and pressure? having that many followers on what you post? I mean, are you quite selective or, I mean, it's gotta be a lot of pressure. Yeah, oh, social media. It, it's a love-hate relationship for sure. Uh, coming coming from a kid's show, so I was on a Nickelodeon show for a few years before Stargirl. And that's where I'd say the majority of my followers came from. And so it was a very young audience. So at that time I did, I felt a responsibility to be that role model but then also there's this side of it that's kind of taboo to talk about, but I felt like a pressure to like keep my numbers growing and to get to post things that are going to get the most likes. And sometimes those don't always coincide. Like what's good for a younger audience might not get the most likes. So it was this like internal battle I always felt. Um, 
But most recently, and maybe it's been Stargirl that's given me this permission because my demographic is so wide. I, I've felt the ability to kind of just be myself and not focus on what's going to get the most likes, but just who I am. And then also seeing it as an opportunity. I'm a huge advocate for different diabetes associations and women empowerment. So having this platform that gives me the opportunity mm. to put those posts out has, has been such a blessing. So it's, I feel like Stargirl has almost changed my perspective of what social media can and is. Mm. I mean, you seem to be a very busy person. So, so if you could tell all the viewers and listeners, what does a relaxing day for Breck look like? You know, what do you like oh doing on a chilled day? I have very few relaxing days and it's actually something I, <laughs> something I've been working on. And I think conventions have given me permission to do it more in that conventions, I love them to death, but they are so tiring mentally and physically that the day after conventions, I went to one this past weekend. So yesterday I just laid in bed and watched reality TV and ate frozen food. I mean, I heated it up, but you know what I mean. Um, so to me, it is, it's just like not moving, not working out because with Stargirl, it is like, for me, part of my job is hitting the gym every day. And so taking a day off from the gym is just so nice. Um, so nothing, as little as it can be. It's my relationship. And, and talk, talking about conventions, I know you've been over in the UK for Star Fury. Have you got any more plans in crossing the pond to come into the UK for conventions? Yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm talking to Sean who runs Star Fury and I'm hoping to come back again next year because I loved it so much. It was much more intimate than the American conventions that I've been to. And I just, I, I hope I get to go back next year. That, that is awesome. And also talking about uh, Stargirl, have you liberated any props or costumes from the show have you kept anything for your own personal collection yet i like liberated what a great word um yes so my season one rack gift was one of the cosmic staffs which it's literally one of my most prized possessions now um i i when i was moving from california back to texas i'd put all my stuff in storage while we were filming and i told my mom i was like i'm not putting this staff in storage there is no way <laughs> so Jeff actually looked after the staff for me for like six months and then he drove it down to Atlanta and then I drove it back to Texas so uh it's also been on some some crazy rides which makes sense for it being the cosmic staff now I completely understand I've got with one, one of the original crystals from Superman the movie and it's literally moved so many places with me around the world and it's always traveled with me because in case uh -huh. it breaks. <clears throat> but but obviously, um, you know, you uh, was going to say about lib liberating props. So you haven't got an outfit yet. So could that be your next crew? No. Crew, crew and I, I've already decided if we get to go another season at the end of it, regardless, I'm stealing one. And if, God forbid, we don't get picked up for a fourth season, I'm going to drive to Atlanta and I'm going to steal one. And you heard it here first. And if anyone asks me, I'll deny it. But I, I was like, because if I have a little girl one day, I would want her to be able to try that suit on so bad. It's, I'm like, just for that, I'm, I'm figuring a way to get one. 
So you're looking into the future there. You're looking into the future. Are, are there any wedding bells to come for you and Dylan? Oh, no. We're, you know, we've been dating for over five years now. And when we first started dating, I was always like, I'm not going to be the person that's dated someone for 10 years and isn't married because that's silly. Now that I'm here, we're both just so busy with our lives and we're so happy together that we're just like when the timing is right and we actually have the time to do it and plan a wedding we'll do it but there's no pressure because it, it ain't broke so we ain't gonna focus on fixing it <laughs> that 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 is a good plan and do you know what kurt russell and gold goldie horn have never got married because what they said is 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 why should they marry because being together is a choice. It, you don't have to sign contracts or anything like, like that, and they can walk away whenever they want to. But the fact that they choose to be together, I think, is quite a beautiful thing. It really yeah, is. Um, so I've been searching some facts. So so we're coming to the end of the interview, and I just wanted to go over a few of the things I've, I've read, and I want to know if they're truth or nonsense. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. There's nothing like no scary. Okay. So your favorite movie, is it The Notebook? medium kind of i have like four favorite movies and it's one of them so we'll go with kind of truth okay your nicknames are either breakfast or brekkie truth okay you absolutely and i love this because if this is true i'm 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 completely with you absolutely um hates noisy eaters so far truth that it's in its own truth category it's actually i love my boy i love dylan but he knows every time we eat in silence he'll start playing music on his phone because it's and he's not even a noisy eater he doesn't smack it's just like my ears are too good and i kill and i bet you give him the death stare like like i could kill you right now you just need to yep. stop yeah, yeah, I completely, I'm, no, I am completely no. with, 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 with you on that. And then you're terrified of worms. Yeah, I'd pick up a snake before I'd pick up a worm. Truth. Why? Worms haven't got mouths that they can bite you with. I don't, it's the texture for me. It's the sliminess. I don't like it. That is, that is fair enough. And also, I can't pronounce this word. I've been practicing it all day. But also, apparently, you have competed in numerous talent competitions doing ventriloquism. I can't even say it. Ventriquism. Ventriquism. Ven moving it's your so mouth, weird. not moving your ventriquism. Ventriquism. Ventriloquism. I got it. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so so apparently you have you've competed. How this good is are you? True. Uh, how good am I? I used to I honestly it's funny. I found videos of me doing it. I did it from the age of like 7 to 12 and I got really good. It's it's where I found my love for performing, I'd say, or one of the places. Um and I won't do it. So don't ask. <laughs> I am sure that if we spoke to Dylan, you've told him off, I'm sure, plenty of times without moving your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all in the face. I don't even have to make noise. And the last two questions, how do you measure success? Hmm. Something that's become extremely important to me over these past few years, and it's one of my mottos, is health is wealth. 
And that doesn't just mean physically healthy, it's mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really tending to mentally what you need. And I find I feel the most successful even when I'm at home, not filming, not working, but I'm surrounded by the people I love. I'm taking time to focus on my own mental needs. So that has that has become it for me. And what's your life goal? What do you want to do, like your main goal in life? Yeah, uh, this is kind of broad maybe, but to, well, to let a light shine through me and touch other people in that just, I think you can show your ways and morals with actions, not necessarily words. And funny, funny story. So before I used to go into auditions, I'd always pray that I do my best. And before the Star Girl audition, I didn't pray that. I just prayed that my a light would shine through me and I would touch someone in, in the room and in that way, just like make them feel whole or happy. And that's that's the role I booked. So since then, it's like my perspective has changed in that don't focus on necessarily doing your best. But if you can go in there and make an impact on someone, then that's successful to me. That is awesome. Break, you've been a great guest. I'm so glad that I've been able to finally get you on to the show. And I look forward to season three of Stargirl and season four, five, six. Uh, I am sure there's plenty left in the tank for uh, Jeff, Jeff Johns to be pushing uh, because it's just an awesome show and um, I love every second of it. So um, look after yourself, keep safe and stay super. Thank you, Brian. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.